today on the Dental Experience Podcast. Every organization has a culture. It's not an issue of whether you have one or not. Everyone has one. The question is simply a matter of, is that organizational culture there by design or is it there by default? And obviously you want it there by design. The big question in any organizational culture is whether this is a culture that supports and encourages people to think or not think. This this, this is the Dental Experience Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Vett. Welcome to Season 4 of the Dental Experience Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Vett. I'm excited to be back with a whole new line of episodes. And as many of you know, the last 20 months or so have just been a, a unique time. Uh, it was hard for me to get off my couch and move to my recording studio and find the team to help edit the podcast. And as you know, team has been this new point of contention. Hiring the right people and retaining and attracting the right people has always been important. But COVID has seemed to unleash a whole new line of uh, complexities to our teams. So I'm excited to have Tim Twig with me, who is the president of Ben Erickson and Associates. He has over 35 years of experience in practice management, and he's a consultant with the ADA and the ADA's Council for Dental Practices. And he's here to talk to us and give us insight on what in the world is going on with employment and how we can best manage our teams during this time. And welcome to the show, Tim. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks, Ryan, for having me. It's my pleasure. You bet. Now, as we've talked about a little bit, uh, the past 20 months or so have just been a whole new whirlwind of challenges for uh, the dental community, as well as the world when it comes to labor and employment. So I'd love to just kind of hear your brief synopsis of what's happened over the past 20 months, some of the new implications, both from retaining as well as attracting new team members. And then we can dive into some of the uh, some of the deeper topics as we go. Sure. And as you said, obviously, the last 20 months or so have been really, really challenging. Now, even before the pandemic started, there was a fairly tight labor market in that we had an expanding economy. And as a result, we had more job openings than there were people to fill positions. So things were already just a little tight from a basic competitive standpoint. And then the pandemic comes along and man, oh man, you talk about throwing curveballs. And during this last 20 months, you have a whole lot of people who were otherwise working in the dental field who chose to retire early. You have a whole lot of people who are still at home because they have some sort of underlying health condition that has them be a little nervous or a little concerned about working, coming back to work in the dental office. You have dental hygiene schools that closed. You have dental assisting schools that closed. And so we're not graduating even potential candidates. People have had the inability to take their boards or take tests to get their licenses and certifications. And so now we have this huge shortage of even available people. Now, granted, there were even some anomalies in this with stimulus checks and enhanced unemployment. Fortunately, that stuff has gone away, but everything we're reading, coupled with generational shifts of what the younger workers are really looking for relative to employment, all this is just added together to make an incredibly challenging time. And one of the words you said 
was this idea of retention. And that's really where a huge emphasis or focus has to be relative to dentists. It's like, what can I do or what supports a level of employee engagement that will support retention of quality people so that you don't get into this revolving door or ongoing cycle of, I can't find people, I can't get it, people are quitting, et cetera. You hit on so many great points just then, Tim. I don't even know where to start. You hit on generational impacts and and different generations perceiving different things. You started with an economics lesson, which I greatly appreciate. I think economics is uh, often under talked about, but the the pressures of a a tight labor market. So you've hit on all of these different things. But one of the, the things that I think most listeners are wondering right now is what in the world can I do to retain the people I have? And that was sort of the note you left off on is what are some ways or some trends or some things that you can see with all the changes and all the outside forces going on? What are some things that can be done inside of a practice to help retain the team members, the good team members that you do have currently? Great question. And the way I sort of tease this apart is I look at this as kind of a short game and a long game. And the short game is this idea of, okay, yeah, I need people and I have to do pretty much anything and everything I can, you know, throw that proverbial spaghetti on the wall and just do whatever I can to get people in. The long game is indeed all that you touched on. It's what are the kinds of things that will support my ability to retain people long term and have less impact on this idea of the challenges associated with turnover. And and let me just touch on three things. One is what I call people leadership. And so we have to have dentists leaders, business owners, really thinking about their leadership from a people perspective. And and of course, our focus and expertise is human resources. And the key word in that is human. And these are really people. So then the question from a people leadership standpoint is, how do I view my people? Do I view them as just a necessary evil and an expense? Or do I view them truly as a resource to be valued and to be appreciated? And along that people leadership part, I mean, questions that a dentist could ask him or herself is, well, what kind of employer am I? What is my reputation as an employer? We we have hundreds, thousands of clients throughout the United States who are not having trouble hiring people or finding people. And they are the ones who have an incredible reputation as a great place to work. These are the kinds of people who have resumes from prospective employees who have come and said, I don't know if you're hiring yet, but when and if you do, here's my resume because I want to come to work here. So people leadership is a big part. And of course, I guess the bottom line question is for everyone to introspectively look at themselves and say, would I work for me? The second part along those these lines, Ryan, is organizational culture, the type and kind of culture that you have. Does it foster engagement? Does it foster people having a sense of belonging and a sense of contribution in their practices? So organizational culture is huge. And just to give a small tidbit about that, every organization has a culture. 
It's not an issue of whether you have one or not. Everyone has one. The question is simply a matter of, is that organizational culture there by design or is it there by default? And obviously you want it there by design. The big question in any organizational culture is whether this is a culture that supports and encourages people to think or not think. We have the military. Our military is basically a culture of don't think, just do as you're told, follow orders, don't question anything. Dentistry is basically a customer service business. It's patient-centered service. And as a result, it requires people, everyone across the board in the practice, to think about ways that really support the dental practice delivering the highest level of service, the highest level of quality care. So organizational culture is huge. And the third other foundational piece is that of employee engagement. And what can I do to further foster this idea of sense of contribution, sense of uh, making a difference and involvement? And this is where we circle back to the generational pieces because this is what creates the stickiness, so to speak, that would have people really enjoy and want to come to work because this is a whole lot bigger and broader than just a paycheck. And the whole paycheck issue, there's a huge anomaly that also exists today when we know that people can actually go out and work for Uber and make as much money as the average wage that's paid to a dental assistant. And of course, with Uber, they have control over their schedule. They have a whole lot more autonomy and independence, this sense of really making a different and this sense of having a direct relationship between how hard I work and how much time I put in and the amount of money that I make. So sadly, in, in many regards, on some levels within the dental practice, we've got people where the dentist is actually now competing for the likes of Uber and the autonomy and the independence and the freedom and flexibility that comes from those kinds of jobs. So there's a long little pabble with what you said. I hope that all makes sense. There was so much incredible insight in those three points, Tim. Uh, first of all, this uh, idea of people leadership, organizational culture and employee uh, engagement. It sounds like my, my thesis on organizational health and organizational behavior. It is uh, something that I am very passionate about. And those are so true uh, in dentistry and across all industries. In just a second, I want to take a word from our sponsors. But before we do, Tim, when we come back, I would like to talk about some of the new regulations that some were temporary and some might be longer lasting uh, imposed on organizations, particularly practices in regards to COVID. So here's a, a quick word from our sponsors. Are you looking to get the most out of your Dentrix practice management software? Dana Johnson has helped dental practices throughout the world maximize the investment that they have made in their software by helping dentists and team members become Dentrix super users. From in-office training to an online library with tools built for every member of the dental practice, Dana Johnson's Navoni membership is the solution for your Dentrix needs. Check out Navoni.com, that's N-O-V-O-N-E-E.com, and start using your Dentrix software to its fullest potential today. And we're back. So Tim, you just dropped some wisdom on us. I think everyone needs to slow down, rewind that, and listen to that several times with those three points and, and some of the, the things that you pointed out, including the fact that 
dental practices for the first time might be competing with something like Uber, which is just uh, the gig economy is opening new opportunities for so many people, whether that's an Etsy store or doing uh, you know freelance projects on Upwork or driving a car to deliver food or, or people. But COVID has also brought in a whole new world of complexities from an employer standpoint, from tax credits all the way through requiring uh, sort of health checks or other things along the way. So there, there's so many things we can unpack here. I'd love for you to share kind of some of the changes, some things that people might not be aware of and some things to watch out for. Sure. One of the biggest ones early in the whole pandemic that kind of bounced around was PPP loans. And then, of course, the FFCRA, which provided a paid leave under specific reasoning and qualifying reasons relative to COVID. Now, FFCRA has now expired, and so that's not an issue, but certainly it was creating some challenges. And out of the FFCRA, you can't necessarily go, oh, it's expired, so no problem, because with that, we have some states that stepped in and they enacted uh, mandatory paid sick leave laws that in some cases aren't even necessarily directly tied to COVID. And so now this movement, which is really a, a movement that's been in place for a while, has gained more steam about this idea of mandatory paid sick leave. So that's an issue that some practitioners, depending upon the state that they're in and the number of employees that they have, comes into play. In addition, right now, people are just wrestling with all of the vaccine mandates. Now, again, it's state-specific, and again, a lot of times it may be based on the number of employees that a practitioner has, but when you deal with this, it's like, okay, first of all, does my state have a vaccine mandate? If they do, does this mandate actually apply to a private dental practice? And at the present time, there are about seven that specifically have mandates that specifically also include dental practices. And so then this rolls out a whole set of sort of regulatory requirements about your people have to be vaccinated if they claiming a religious exemption or a medical exemption, then it stipulates how that has to be documented and record retention requirements for all that. If someone even does get an exemption from being vaccinated, then a lot of these then put further requirements on the practice about the employee having to get tested on a regular and ongoing basis to confirm that they are negative for COVID. And then with that, even though this may sound ironic, that here it's the employee choosing not to get vaccinated for this reason, then the employer, though, has to pay for the time that the person is getting tested and they have to pay for the test itself. So there's a whole bunch of pieces relative to vaccine mandates that are out there. And to some degree, Ryan, this is changing like every single day. So there are obviously a lot of implications when it comes to the vaccine mandate. It's changing readily. It's changing by state. 
uh, changing by number of employees, by type of business. I'm involved in quite a number of businesses myself. I've got coffee shops and wine bars that have all sorts of restrictions in two different states. One that doesn't even believe that COVID existed. The other one is probably one of the most strict states. About yeah. So it's been interesting to, to even battle the two states and different counties within a state. So there's all sorts of things that you have to be aware of and look at. And I'm on the board of a business school. And I was actually with the president of the university at a board meeting back last March 2020 uh, when she decided to close the university down as things were starting to unfold. So, so much in the last year and a half has changed. And it's hard for a practice owner to stay engaged and understand all these changes that might impact his or her practice. How can someone stay up to date and make sure that they are compliant and not running into big issues that could lead to, to lawsuits or, you know, right now it's a lot of PR that is the enemy of a lot of these practices, negative press. How would you advise someone to get involved with you or really understand and, and make sure that they are compliant? Yeah, great question. And of course, the, the dilemma or the challenge associated with this goes all the way back to dental school because very little is included in the curriculum in dental school about business or management, much less human resources and employment compliance and all those sort of T's that need to be crossed and I's that need to be dotted. So one of the ways is a person can visit our website. On our website, we have a resource library. This is just, uh, it's there to, for anyone to come and check out. There's a whole big section on FAQs. There's a whole big section on COVID. There's sections on vaccines and vaccine mandates. And so you can just visit our website and uh, access the resource library. So, so that's a great way to uh, uh, stay up to date and stay current. The other piece is recognizing that when it comes to human resources, the way I think of it is there's kind of two sides. There's a fun side to human resources, and then there's the not so fun side. And, and it's unfortunate to a degree that it's the not so fun side that gets a little more of the angst and the press and the everything else. And yeah, there's T's, like I said, T's you got to cross and I's you got to dot and make sure your bases are covered. But that really, when you have that employment compliance piece in place, well, then that really frees you to focus more on this idea of the human component and how do we put the human back in human resources and start to really value people as the resource that they are. Obviously, we work with dental clients all throughout the United States. Uh, we provide all that foundational stuff that helps keep everyone or keeps the practices in, in compliance. We've got a team of HR specialists who are all certified in human resources to take on questions or help clients navigate through something. I mean, it could be as uh, simple, so to speak, as a dentist calls up and says, I have an employee who has come and she just told me she's pregnant and I haven't had a pregnant employee for the last 10 years. So what do I do? And so we just help them walk through that. So foundationally, obviously, you want a policy manual that's up to date and current and compliant for your state. Again, based on the number of employees you have, you want to have job descriptions that delineate the duties and the expectations and the responsibilities of the job. It's important that job descriptions are also compliant with the Americans with Disabilities Act about physical capabilities and limitations. And then there's, of course, a documentation element to make sure that, you, you know, you're, you're covering your bases. 
But once our foundational piece is in place, then you get to really focus on what I'm calling the fun part. And, and that is organizational culture and it is employee engagement. And, and it is really looking at these generational differences and, and people's strengths and behaviors and personalities. And how do we meld that together in such a way that we have a fun and a rewarding place to work and a place that's really successful and economically, and people really enjoy being there. Tim, you've provided so many great points today, and you've covered a lot of topics, everything from how to retain employees and even attract new employees through your, your three pillars you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, all the way through some of the complexities of dealing with our, our new normal, with some of the COVID implications, everything from leave and sick leave to vaccines and mandates. So I appreciate your time and sharing all this. How would someone be able to find out more information about Ben Erickson or be able to get in contact with you and your team to make sure that they are compliant and avoid some of those sticky situations and put the human back into human resources? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Ryan, for having me. And as far as just reaching out, people can reach out via email and it's just info at benterickson.com. And Bent Erickson is B-E-N-T-E-R-I-C-K-S-E-N. So info at benterickson.com. Email uh, if you want to contact us via phone, 800-679-2760. And obviously our website is benterickson.com. Again, there's a resource library there and a lot of other information that may prove helpful or instructive for people who want to visit it. So again, I appreciate the opportunity, Ryan. Well, thank you so much, Tim. As always, it's great learning about the importance of human resources. Often people try to learn about it when it's too late and they have that letter uh, from an attorney or something that that's a dire situation. So definitely get ahead of it. I have some of those war stories uh, that I do not wish to repeat and people like Tim are super knowledgeable about that. Thank you everyone for joining us for another season of the Dental Experience Podcast. It's been a wonderful, uh, exciting and enlightening first episode. Uh, we strive for five, so be sure to comment and leave a great review. We look forward to uh, the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Dental Experience Podcast. For show notes, to ask a question, or for more information, visit www.thedentalpodcast.com. The ideas discussed during this episode are the opinions of the participants and do not serve as legal, financial, or clinical advice. Until next time, this is the Dental Experience Podcast.